All right, so today on the podcast, we're doing the NBA award predictions for the 2020-2021 season. And I think we got to start off with, uh, you know what, what award do you want to start off with? You can pick. I think we just jump right into the MVP award. I think that's what most people want to hear. Um, yeah, I agree. It's probably the hardest one, in my opinion, to pick um, the who I think is actually going to win it. Yeah. Right? Because there's so many candidates like you were talking about. And for me... I'll start with my prediction, and I'm going with LeBron. And the reason why is I think it's the safe pick. Um, When you look at, like, someone like James Harden, you don't know where he's going to be this season. We we just saw Russell Westbrook get traded for John Wall last night, and that kind of indicates to me that they're trying to rebuild this team and try and flip assets back to try and get some picks back. Yeah. So – so in my opinion, like James Harden is automatically out of contention because I don't think he's going to be the number one option on a team uh, for the entire season. I think he's going to go to a contender, maybe the Nets, something like that. And so for me, the candidates just become more and less and less intriguing. I think Luca's a little too young and not ready yet. And Giannis being a two-time MVP and back-to-back winner, just I don't think I don't know if I know anyone who's won a three MVPs in a row. And so I don't think he's going to win it just because of voters' fatigue. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant's come off injury. So I'm just going with the safe pick of LeBron. The only thing getting in his way is AD. I think – I don't know. I would disagree with the only thing – I mean, AD obviously is going to get into LeBron's way as far as winning the MVP award. But I think that he's not going to be playing as much. I think he he's probably going to low manage quite a bit this year. That's sort of why I was like, I'm not going to put LeBron even in, even in my top three because – like, he said in a podcast that he's only been playing – like, he's only touched the basketball, like, once during the offseason. I don't know if he's going to play a lot to start the year off. I, like, honestly, it's a 72-game season. I could play, I could see him playing, like, 50 games, and I just don't know if that's going to be enough. And Giannis I, – I don't think Giannis is going to win. Simply, like you said, voter fatigue. Um, I think he'll have an MVP caliber season. I think Damian Lillard as well. He'll have a really good year this year. Um, he Like, for me, he's not even, like, a dark horse to me. Like I, he's just straight up, he's a straight up contender for the MVP award. But my award, I got to pick Luka Doncic. I think that a lot of it is got to do with narratives. That's probably the biggest thing going in LeBron's favor. Honestly, just like the narrative. He's like what thirty six years old going into this year. Um, but Luka Doncic, he's gonna have that narrative, and I think that he's just so fucking good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Luka. A dark horse for me though has to be Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I've got. Just, I don't know if it's a shortened season, if it's ever going to be a year that Kawhi Leonard wins an MVP award, it's this year. Um, it's kind of interesting because the very first game of the year, he's going to be at, at Staples Center and, and he has to watch the Lakers raise their banner. And then on Christmas Day, the NBA pairs him against a team that he choked against in the playoffs. I think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder because he's gotten no hype at all this year. Um, I don't think he'll win MVP, but he's definitely, you know, he's he's kind of a dark horse for me. I think the one thing that really favors him is... The, like you said, the shortened season yeah. and a guy who load manages, I think he'll just have more energy and maybe he'll be able to play instead of, you know, in an 82 game season, he plays what 60 games. Maybe now he'll play 60 in a 72 or maybe like 58. And maybe that'll be enough games to warrant him to be an MVP. And I like how you said, Luca, the only concern for me is his age. He's like so young and yeah. obviously injury history. The last couple of years, he, Gets like knickknack injuries. He only played sixty-one games last season, out of I think a potential like seventy-two or something like that. So um, he he just tends to miss like knickknack games here and there. And for me, I just don't know if I can trust him being on the court. I know LeBron's gonna be on the court. And I know he's gonna be putting up, even though like you said, maybe he'll load manage. Who knows, right? I think. Yeah. Le- I think LeBron wants to chase that ghost. I think he wants a fourth MVP before he starts taking. Does he not have all of this time off? How many does he have? Uh, I think I think he has four already. Wait, how many does uh, Michael have? Does he have five MVPs? Five, yeah. I think he's chasing that ghost of five MVPs, six championships. So for me, I think he knows like this is one of his last opportunities, and he's going to probably go out there and push it. Yeah. Um, and then Steph Curry too. Why have we talked about Steph Curry? I is don't it because trust him. I don't Clay know. got injured? Is it because Clay got injured? Is because he has health issues? No, like, like I think he should be in the conversation. He definitely. Yeah, like I have him as one of the players who's going to be in the hunt for the MVP award. Mm-hmm. For I don't know, there's something about Steph Curry that I just don't know if I can really trust him without Clay Thompson. Like I don't think like Golden State, they're gonna be a fringe playoff team. They're gonna be playing in that play in tournament, in my opinion. 
Um, I'm not as high on them. Wow, you think so? I'm not as high on them as most people, as most people are. Same as the Phoenix Suns. I'm not. I haven't really quite bought into the hype of the Phoenix Suns. Um, because honestly, I don't think that Devin Booker can play as good as he played in the bubble for an entirety of an NBA season. Like, I'm not trying to discredit them. I think both those teams can will be in the playoffs. Um, but it's they're not going to be like a four or five seed, in my opinion. Unfortunately, yeah, Clay being injured will take a toll on Curry's MVP chances too. And for me, it's um, another like big factor is usually a team that's in like a top two, three seed in either the East or the West is the team that's going to basically just automatically eliminates every other player who's good in the NBA. So you look at like the top two teams, top three teams in the East are probably going to be what, like Bucks, Nets, Celtics, Miami maybe so in there, yeah. Maybe Miami. Like you're looking at a very small amount of people with Giannis already out of contention a little bit with like the voters fatigue, and obviously he'll have the numbers to back it up. But then you look at the Nets, and I think Kyrie and Katie are going to cancel each other out a little bit, kind of like how Steph and Katie cancel each other out. And so it just leaves you with like maybe Lakers, Clippers, and maybe like the Mavs or the third seed or the Nuggets. Nuggets like too, we haven't yeah. talked about Jokic either. Why haven't we talked about him? Like I think because remember last, last year we, we both picked, picked him, him. <laughs> and so now we're just forgetting <laughs> about him. Um, what about Joel Embiid? Does he have a case? That's a few questions that I kind of wonder too. Because there's a lot of players in this category, so it's really hard to like accurately predict who you think is going to be the guy who's at the top. Yeah, the last person to win three straight MVPs was Larry Bird back in uh, between 1984, between the 90, from between the 80, between 83 and 84 season through to the 85, 86 season. Larry Bird won three straight MVPs. Since then, Magic didn't do it. MJ didn't do it. I mean, Tim Duncan won twice in a row. Nash won twice in a row. LeBron's done it twice in a row. Steph Curry, but yeah, I mean, three in a row for Giannis. That's, I just don't. Don't think that'll happen. Um, Anthony Davis, though, he's he might because with LeBron, I think it's going to be missing quite a few games. AD, he's going to be a top, he's probably going to be the top seed in the Western Conference, probably the best record in the NBA. I mean, he's I think he'll be a contender too for that award. I hundred percent agree. There's a lot of players. He did, How would what you? He did in the playoffs was ridiculous. Like the way he dominated in the in the playoffs. At, there's there's especially against the Miami game. I think it was game two or something. One of the games where they won. Um, it was just ridiculous. I mean, I was like, this, I he was just an amazing player. Um, he was unstoppable. Yeah, he was literally unstoppable. Literally unstoppable. And then he hit that game winner. Uh, basically, he iced the game against Miami. He hit the game winner against the Nuggets too yeah. in Game Three. Which uh, was it? Game Three or Game Two? One of the games where it seemed like a pivotal. Um, like if he misses it, it's, yeah, I think, it I think if he misses that shot, it's like yeah, if he misses that shot, it's one one. Instead, yeah. it's like two nothing now, and it just changes the dynamic. Gives them the opportunity to beat them in five. So, eighties out there to prove he's just won his um, first championship. Now maybe he, he tops it off this year with an MVP and potentially even a finals MVP. Who knows? I mean, yeah, he's, um, he's that good. He's that good. He's, yeah, absolutely. So how would you shape out your top three if you were to rank uh, Luca one, I'll put Giannis number two, and Damian Lillard three. I think Dame's going to have a big year. I think I, I, like, I can see Portland being a top four seed. Because the last time that we saw that team healthy, they were a three seed when they had Nurkic and they went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Um, they're better than they were a year ago, and Nurkic is back in Dame McCollum. They got made a few good moves in free agency. Uh, it's a, it's a good ball team. Yeah, they could definitely be in the swing there. I think the team that um, I think Lakers and Clippers seem like locks as the top two seeds, and then yeah, I think like the Mavericks will be in play, the Nuggets, and also Portland too. Those seem to be like the five best teams, probably, and then maybe the Warriors, depending on how like I think Houston um, will be up there too. Who do you think they can be? I think he- Houston's interesting. They're either going to be up there or they're going to be at the bottom, not yeah. even like a ten seed. Like there's, it's only one or the other. Yeah, depending on what they do with uh, Harden. I think right? it was a few years ago where the Rockets they were like in a ten seed until like January. Literally, they were a ten seed until I think it was one of the years with Chris Paul, and then they just started all of a sudden they just like flip the switch and finish like with the top three seed or something like that. I could see some... I think that was the 2018-19 yeah. season when they lost and that was probably one of their most disappointing moments as a team. That was their chance to win. When KD got hurt. KD, yeah. KD hurt his Achilles and then um, they, they lost game five and then and then Steph Curry went off in game six. Only in the second half though. I'm pretty sure he had zero points in the first yeah, half yeah, and yeah. 30 something in the first, <laughs> like 30 in the second yeah. half and literally hit like clutch shot after clutch shot over PJ Tucker's head and it was just uh, that was just it for them, right? Like yeah. that was basically the end of of that era, and 
the Westbrook era we know wasn't very nice. The one year uh, trial and yeah, so yeah, uh, interesting to see where they end up falling off too because they they've got an interesting team. Like I said, they got John Wall. They've got obviously they still got Harden. Boogie. I think they have Trevor Reza back, which is like interesting. I yeah, they got Boogie. With what team Trevor Christian Reza. Wood as well. Christian Wood too. <laughs> I never know what team Trevor Reza's on, man. That guy gets traded every every weekend, bro. That's who I'm guessing he's with. I'm pretty sure they traded him for Robert Covington. And they got a pick back or something. Yeah. So, so I don't know what the hell they're doing. It seems like they're selling assets to eventually trade Harden to kind of get back what they lost with the Westbrook trade. But it's too bad. That, yeah, I don't know. I for think sure. Houston their their chance is gone. Like they they had that little window there. I mean, the, if it hadn't been for the fucking Golden State Warriors, man, like the NBA would look so much differently. Um, but yeah, like there was that little window. Where they had, where they 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 had a really good chance, and they almost beat the Warriors a few years ago. Uh, they 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 came closer than any other team did. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate that it never it never quite happened. As for my MVP top three, I'm gonna I I just changed it. I had Luke, I had Luke in the top three, but I just pushed him out. I think it would be an interesting race between which team can get the one seed: the Lakers, the Nets, and the Bucks. And I'm going to put LeBron, KD, Giannis as my order for MVP. KD and I think those three, KD at number two, I think I do not doubt at all that he'll be back to like 95% of what he was. I, I know an Achilles injury is scary, but I'm just like Dude. super optimistic, right? Because I don't want to see him yeah. stop playing. I don't want to see him turn into like what Clay Thompson seems like he's turning into, which is like, will Clay Thompson ever be back again to normal what he was? Like, not, I think he, he'll still be able to shoot. Like, he tore his Achilles, he tore his ACL. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like. It's a real issue with him, and those three those years, there were a lot of years where they went to the finals, right? It was like 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, yeah. 2019, five straight years. That takes a toll on your body playing 100 games. Yeah. Five straight years, 500 games in five years. Yeah, that's like a that, – yeah, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, let's move on to what do you want to do, defense player of the year? Rookie year? Yeah, let's do let's do DPOY. I'll let you start off this one. All right. Uh, short answer. I got to go with Kevin Durant or not Kevin Durant. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony Davis is my defensive player of the year award. I like, he arguably should have won it last year. Um, at number two, I got to go with Rudy Gobert. Number three, Giannis. Uh, guys like obviously Ben Simmons, uh, Marcus Smart, Kawhi Leonard. They're they're all going to be in the hunt. But I think. I think AD, Rudy, and Giannis, they really solidified themselves last year as the three best defenders in the NBA. I, Rudy, I think he doesn't get a, enough credit. I mean, people just kind of discredit Rudy Gobert. They look at his stats, and they're like, yo, he doesn't even block that many shots per game or something like that. Um, but I think that so much of his value just comes with his presence more than his actual ability to block shots because people don't even try to shoot when he's anywhere in the paint. Like you, Like, they don't even tempt to go up against him. Uh, and the thing with Giannis is he can guard any position. He can guard the perimeter. He can guard the paint. Same as Anthony Davis almost. Anthony Davis in the playoffs, I saw him. He was picking up some of the you know, 6'5 players, 6'5 James Harden on the perimeter, and he would put on some straps, which I think if he can turn into that kind of player, I mean, an MVP either this year or next year is almost a, almost a guarantee. Um, but, yeah, long story short, Anthony Davis is my defense part of the year award winner. Rudy Gobert, I think there is a stat that said he alters the most shots in the NBA yeah. in the paint. So I definitely agree. He's a huge um, inside defender, rim protector. He's amazing there. I think the slow feet on the perimeter is what he gets knocked for, unfortunately. And you see, like, the, the memes go out of him when he gets, like, crossed by, you know, Steph Curry <laughs> or something. And, like, that just ruins his reputation instantly. And that's why a guy like AD, I thought, should have won last year. Um, is a good perimeter defender, just like Giannis is too, like impacts so many different shots. Both these teams, the Lakers and the Bucks, had both like top five defenses. If not, I think they were one and two. So that's a, a testament to how good these guys are on defense individually, right? And how much they affect it. But I ended up going with Ben Simmons and I don't know why exactly I did. And he had a really good year last I think my, year. Yeah. He had a great year last year. I thought he also should have been in the playing there last season. But for me, it's time to move away from the notion that a center has to win defensive player of the year. And I think the Sixers are going to be a much better team. And I expect to see their offense and defense take another step. When you look at the moves Daryl Morey's made right in the front office. And now they have doc rivers. I think that they're just going to be a much better team defensively. When you look at Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid and Embiid's going to be in the conversation too. Those two guys are great defenders. Um, 
And I think what Ben Simmons does on the perimeter will get some recognition when he leads the league in steals again this year. And you know what? Fuck, fuck it. May as well get him his DPOY. I think he really deserves it. Yeah. Uh, like I Just quickly with Rudy Gobert again. I mean, literally, like, if you look at just, like, the, the basic stats, the straight-up stats, like, blocks, steals, stuff like that, Rudy Gobert is, is not that impressive. But it's the advanced stats that when, that when you look into it, it's like, yeah, okay, this guy. He's just like his his advanced metrics whatever you call it is just it's through the roof and you were speaking earlier about how it's always a big man winning winning defense player of the year i mean you look back the only player since what was marcus camby what 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 position did he play since since marcus he was he was a center as well but like i'm marcus camby yeah, i'm looking center, through yeah. Kawhi leonard literally the only guy i'm going back like meta world peace i guess won it in 2003 still a pretty big guy and then Gary Payton, I guess. Probably Gary Payton was the last guard. Yeah. Right? So, but it's been it's been Giannis, Rudy, Draymond, Joakim Noah, Marcus All, Tyson Chandler, Dwight Howard won it three times in a row. Garnett, Ben Wall. I mean, it's just all it's just a bunch of big men, and then Kawhi Leonard, who I mean, six seven, he's a pretty big guy. But yeah, I mean, Gary Payton, Kawhi, Michael Jordan, Sidney Moncrief. That's about it. That's literally the entire. And after that, oh, Alvin Robinson too. Back well, that that goes way back in the eighties. But yeah, it's. I guess I mean I agree with you, and even Ben Simmons though he's a point guard on paper, but he's six foot ten, seven <laughs> feet tall. Yeah, he's like almost seven feet tall. So, I mean, how much of a perimeter guy is he? He's just so quick. He just reminds me so much of like Giannis in terms of just that quickness on his feet, and you know he just brings so much to the table on, on the perimeter with those long arms and yeah. his high basketball IQ too. I think. I think this will be an interesting one, too. I want to see Ben Simmons at least finish top three this year. Give him his respect. But I think that's enough about DPOY. Let's move on to sixth man of the year. Um, another hard yeah, one. I'll, I'll start this one off. Um, some of my, like, uh, reasoning for this is I'm going with Norman Powell. I'm a homer, all right? I'm picking Norman Powell. He had a career high last season, averaging 16 points per game in 28 minutes. He wasn't eligible for the award because he started more games than he had came off the bench for, but that was because Van Vliet and Lowry were injured, so he was filling in, as well as, like, OG is, like, a good 2-3 to fill in for yeah. them. So I think if the Raptors can stay healthy, then he'll stay on the bench, and he'll be able to contribute. Um, 16 points per game off the bench is enough for sixth man of the year. If he can improve a little bit from last year, then he will probably be in contention. And for me, it's like, you look at Schroeder, he said he wants to start for the Lakers. Yeah. Like, will he start? I don't know. Montrez might start. Who knows, right? Lou will. We know he's taking a step down. He's sort of declining now. He's a little older. So it feels like all the guys who are generally in the conversation might not even be eligible for this award. So for me, I'm going with Norman Powell as my number one. I don't know who else I'm going to even pick because I can't predict if Montrez is going to start next to AD or not. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, why did he sign with the Lakers? Maybe they offered him a bigger position. Maybe they offered him a starting role on a championship team. I don't know. For me, I, I... – I left uh, Dennis Schroeder right off my list. I, I, I'm assuming that he's going to start. Montrez, I think I think he's happy coming off the bench. I picked Trez to win the award, go back-to-back, just like Lou Will did before him. Uh, I think Marcus Smart is well in the Boston Celtics. He'll have a good year. And guys like Tyler Hero, Christian Wood. Again, I'm not 100% sure if he'll start or not for the Houston Rockets. If he doesn't, he'll be really good coming off the bench. And Ricky Rubio as well. Uh, I think he might have an underrated year. But yeah, my my main pick is Trez. I think Lou Will's still gonna be in the conversation. He always is. It's Drake. It, when Drake shouts you out in a song titled Six Man," you are immediately in every single Six Man of the Year conversation. You just are. That that's the rules. And he's just Lou Will's just an absolute baller. I think he'll be in there. But yeah, my my pick is Trez. I respect that pick a lot too. I think he's probably number two for me, if not number one. If he were. Uh, guaranteed to be coming off the bench, but I'm going to go with the safe pick with Norm. I think he'll be really good. As for, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Christian Wood. I think he's a power forward, so it seems like he's going to start, but yeah. I've got a, qu- a, a question for you. How many points per game did he average last season with Detroit? I want to hear what you think he averaged. It's more than I think. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, somewhere between 14, maybe 14 and a half. That's pretty good. A 13.1. And it's funny because they make it sound like he was averaging 25 per game with the amount of hype he's getting. Yeah. I think he had a run at the end there where he was actually averaging like 25 per game. But he was going off. I, I don't know. Is he overrated right now? I think he's overrated a little bit. I mean, I think he just ended the year on such a high. And it seems like he's been in the year, in the league for a long time. It's, it's going to be like fifth year or something. Um, 
Yeah, it's fifth yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, he's 25 years old. He's not, like, a young guy anymore. I mean, relatively young. But, yeah, like, toward the end of his – once he went to to the – I mean, he averaged a lot in, in New Orleans the year before. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm looking at his stats now. But toward the end of the year, he started really picking up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, holy shit. I'm looking at his stats. Like, yeah, toward the end of the year. Yeah, I got the points right now. Here, Here's how it runs. We'll like, go through the last 22 and a half, 10, yeah. ga- 10 games of the year-ish. It's, like, 18 and a half, 25 couple bad games, 26, 13, 23. And then he's got like a, a 29, a 30, and a 32 to finish the season off. So he went on a his, run at the end there, and he really his, overperformed. Yeah, his, his, I mean, his last 10 games, he's putting up 24.2 points per game, uh, 9.8 rebounds a game, which is pretty – He'd be a good fantasy guy to scoop up right now. I think yeah. anyone doing fantasy, got to pick him up. I think he'd be a nice – Addition. He might be overrated though, so he might get picked That's up thing, yeah. higher than expected. He, he'd be a nice pickup for the casual fan. Um, if you're in like a casual league, because people won't know who he is, right? Yeah. For sure, for sure. Right, let's uh, let's move on to rookie of the year. I started off six man, so uh, give me your pick. I already know who it is, but you got to explain yourself on this one. I gotta go, James Wiseman, bro. I like Golden State. I don't like it. Honestly, the thing is, I don't know if Lamelo Ball will. He'll have all the hype and shit. But the way I see the Golden State Warriors right now, James Wiseman is going to be. I think that if the Warriors need to, if the Warriors want to make a high or finish with a relatively good seed in the Western Conference, Wiseman's going to have to step up. And I just remember all the hype he had going into going into college. He we didn't see him play a lot in college, but just like Michael Porter Jr., there was a reason why he got a lot of hype because he was a beast in high school. And Michael Porter Jr., we've seen how he's translated in the NBA. He came on and had some really nice games in the bubble. I think James Wiseman, he's kind of like, sort of like DeAndre Aiden, honestly, to me. Quite a bit of hype, picked pretty highly. Might have a rough first year, um, but at the end of the day, he's going to have a really good NBA career. I think I think Wiseman's going to be better than uh, Aiden was in his rookie year. And honestly, it's the fact that there's not a lot else in this class. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't think Anthony Edwards is going to play like a rookie of the year. LaMelo Ball is his closest competition. I could see LaMelo Ball winning, honestly. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, like Obi Toppin, maybe he's in a good position, and well, he's not in a good position. He's he's in he's in a good position to win this award. Um, yeah. Depending on whether R.J. Barrett was in a good position to win the award last year, I I don't know. It's it's honestly just the fact that it's not a lot of talent in this draft class. I'm gonna go with James Wiseman, who I think will have the best career out of anyone in this draft class. That's a solid pick. I'm going with Lamelo, and I talked about how they're in this. Like, there's not much competition. Yeah. For this award, like you said, Anthony Edwards is going to be the third option. Why, like Wiseman, yeah, he needs to contribute. But when you look at who he's behind, when he's on the floor to start games, he will be the fifth option behind Steph, Draymond, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins. Like he's the I fifth mean, guy, now, right? I think for he, now is. he is. I th- but we're talking rookie of the year, right? That's this year. Yeah, so. but I think that I think he might I, think, improve. I, I don't know. I think that Golden State's going to start looking at him, and he's going to be. He might. He might move up. He might move up in the. In the food chain, as as they say. Hopefully, I mean Kelly Oubre averages almost twenty a game. Wiggins does too. So these guys are going to want to eat too. They're shooters. I think Wiseman will be happy in his role, and maybe he yeah. will surprise people. I think he'll grab a shit ton of rebounds next to Draymond. He'll grab a get a ton of block shots, and yeah, maybe that'll be enough of a case. I think Lamelo is going to just get so many touches as the, thing, the second option that I just I just think like he has to play really bad not to get it basically. And I'm I'm a believer in him. I know. We have our like beef with the Lavar and shit and his family and like people do. I don't. Yeah, but okay. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be really good. Another guy I thought about was Killian Hayes. He was well up there for me too. Yeah, he's gonna be a top option and he has a lot of like star potential. So who knows if he'll explode? And Obi Toppin was also in my top three. I didn't think Wiseman just because the Warriors just doesn't feel like he's gonna about- be enough of like a contributor. And Anthony Edwards. I think he's going to be a third option behind D'Lo and Cat, and I just don't think there's going to be a ton of offensive touches. How for about him. uh, what's his name, Denny Avita or Avija, the guy who Washington drafted from Europe? Do you think that he's got a chance here? I mean, now that Russell Westbrook's there, not with Westbrook, yeah, I don't know about <laughs> not with that. Westbrook's but like two days ago, when I was <laughs> no, that changes this, everything. I was like, and Rui Hachimura, they got to develop him too, right? Washington yeah. Loki, he's an intro- nice man. I mean, like. They got a lot of young people. They're going to be okay this year. They're going to be okay. They're going I don't to be know why they would okay. trade John Wall for Russell Westbrook, though. I, I don't know why. Why? 
I think they're trying to keep Beal happy and keep him in because isn't he a free agent? Yeah, after but this how year? the fuck is like doesn't he have a player? I think option? Beal would rather not play with John Wall, man. <laughs> like Beal's in the shirt. You think you'd rather play with John? You rather think you'd rather play with John Wall than Dude, with yeah Westbrook? I mean, you'd probably rather play with no one than Westbrook, bro. Like honestly, like that's the thing with James Harden. If John Wall doesn't play, Harden's just gonna fucking cook, and there's no one gonna be stepping on his toes. And I think he's he can fucking average thirty eight a night. I mean, because he's still that dude. He like without he's still gonna be putting up 35, 36, 37 yeah. points a game. And without John Wall, I could still see this team winning a lot because it's a very talented yeah. team. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I just don't know why. It's a different topic, but I, I don't know why Washington would make that trade. John Wall, the fans love him. He loves the city. I guess they're trying to win now because their cap situation is just fucking shit. Um, like there's not a lot they can do in free agency at all. So tanking is not really an option. Um, but they got some good young pieces, which I, which I'm kind of, I'm kind of a fan of, I'm kind of a fan of. I like what they're doing. Where do you think they end up sitting in the East playoff race? Playoff I think team. they end up making it. I think we play off team, I think. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're a lock for a top eight seed for sure. Yeah. But how high do they climb into that top six? Are they like seventh? Or are they like fourth? Like where do they end up remember- sitting? Maybe we can save this for. Yeah, I mean, back when John, I remember back when John Wall was around there, they were all they were consistently like a four seed. I feel like every year they would just like all their players would get better, but they would just always be a four seed and be a tough out in the first round or lose in the second round. Like every like for like a good three or four years there, when Wall was in his prime, um, and they had like Gortat and those guys, and they were just they would they would always be in the most hype playoff series. Um, Remember the one against Boston, especially with the, with the Isaiah Thomas playoff series. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they're a, they could they could be top six. Honestly, that if, if Russ, it's Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, he if he can carry that OKC Thunder team to being a, a six seed in the West, I mean, it's it's the Eastern Conference. They could be a top six seed, I think. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I think they're going to be top six. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be like fifth or sixth, but they're going to end up. Probably sitting in the top six and pushing a team like the Pacers yeah. out of that yeah. sixth spot. That seems like a fair spot. I don't think they play in the play-in, but they might. Who knows, right? With The East is not as bad as it used to be. Um, obviously, like seven, eight aren't that good, but they could have seven solid teams if this Washington team ends up becoming decent, the, right? When you look at them, Toronto, yeah, I mean, the East, uh, Indiana, right? And then the four big teams. I mean, yeah, like compared to years past, East is better. But then you look at the Western Conference, and literally, and then the West, the is top crazy nine here. teams in the West should like you'd think in a regular year these are all locks. Like we're in a situation where either Golden State, the Suns, or the Rockets are probably going to miss the playoffs. If not them, it'll be like the fucking Mavericks or something like that. The Utah Jazz will just have a bad year. But the top nine teams, and it feels like every team in the West is trying to win this. Other year. than OKC, you look at all these teams. Literally. Like- other than and OKC, like, every other team is and OK, to Other than OKC, but they, they're set. They've got like 20. And maybe Memphis. Maybe Memphis. OKC's got 20 first-round picks in the next like three years or some shit like that. Like they're, They are set <laughs> for the rest of the decade. They're the only team that doesn't care about winning right now. But, yeah, I mean, Memphis, they're, I think Memphis is going to be really good again. They were a shock last year. New Orleans. I mean, San Antonio, they still got a, young, a lot of young players. The teams that won't make the playoffs in the, in the West are all just really young. That's the, that's the other thing. Like, I think OKC owns every first-round pick for the 2021 draft. I'm pretty sure they have all just, 30 first-round every, picks. Just every single OKC. Every <laughs> single pick. They're just going to pick every guy. Just like, fuck <laughs> they're just like, They actually have, I think it's like 17 or 18 in the next seven yeah. years, which is means they have 11 extra first-round draft picks, which is wild. They've, they've just mortgaged Man, so they many players and up, turned bro. them back into assets. They, like, they traded – they traded Chris Paul for Westbrook and got like four picks in that. And then they ended up trading yeah. Chris Paul. For, I, I guess they only got a couple picks, but they still ended up. No, they finessed, a couple they finessed the entire NBA with the Russell Westbrook trade. Like, I, I think been. I saw like a thing on Instagram yeah. where it's like Russell Westbrook turned into all of this. And like literally they flipped it's him. Wild. Like they flipped him and Paul George. It was more Paul George because what they got with the Clippers gave him. Paul everything. George's was crazy, wasn't it? Like four yeah, and they got a bunch of players. They got like Gallinari and them, who they then flipped for picks. Was- Shea Gilgis Alexander too, a guy who they're actually going to keep Bro. on their rotation for a while. He's going to be good. Like they- he's going to be really good. And he's going to be really good. He's probably their their best player this year. If I'm unless I'm forgetting someone, I think yeah, he's. I mean, I would say so. Their next, their next guy yeah, up, right? He's he's going to be a baller, man. Him and John Morant, I, I'm yeah. big on those guys. 
I'm big on them too. All right, let's keep this going. Let's move on to uh, coach of the year. Um, so you started with rookie of the year. I'll give this one a start. I'm not 100% sure who I'm going with. I got two guys here that I'm looking at. Um, I'm going to go with the riskier pick of Doc Rivers. That's who I end up going with. Philly, right? Yeah. Um, He's in Philly. I don't know why. I have high hopes for Philly this year. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the East. I think they're a top three seed, top four seed lock, in my opinion. I think they're one of the four best teams. When you look at how their roster changed, there's no way that they don't play better as long as – you got Embiid and Simmons out there, and then they added Danny Green. They added Seth Curry. Um, and then they always got Tobias Harris, who can stretch the floor. He's still a decent, solid player. So, in my opinion, I'm going with Doc Rivers. Yeah. Steve Nash was another guy I had in, in contention, yeah, too. I, I think he's going to – I thought he was going to be Steve really Nash good. Steve Nash kind of gives off but, Steve Curry vibes. Like, I get they're both white, he short, does, they yeah. shoot well, and their name's Steve. But, like, they also just coach really good teams. <laughs> and it's kind of like they're just going to get underrated because their players are so good. It's like, well, anyone could coach the Golden State Warriors. Anyone could coach Kevin Durant and Kyrie. But I think that – He gives those Phil jackson vibes, right, that, like, Steve Kerr gives off too, that, yeah. like, mellow sort of coach. You give him a couple superstars and he'll get the best out of them because he has a lot of respect. Yeah, I just think he's going to – like you said, I think he's just going to be a great coach. I'm going with Doc Rivers. Um, he, he went from overrated to underrated to overrated Dude, again. I, yeah. And then he got fired. And so I don't know what he is. <laughs> he, this is his last chance to prove himself because he won in 2008 and then he has done – he's blown like five 3-1 leagues yeah. since then. So I don't know what the hell is up with this he, guy. Like, I will, he's just not a good coach, but he is a good coach. It's just weird. I'm just believing I will him, say though. he did get screwed by injuries back in the Lob City days, man. Like every single year, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul was getting hurt. Um then they had a few like 2015 they had a chance to win in 2015 especially with the injuries to the Cavs that year if they got to the finals they had a chance um for me I'm going to go with I'm going to kind of contradict myself because earlier I said that that I don't really trust the Phoenix Suns that much but I'm gonna pick their coach to win rookie of the year or coach of the year Monty Williams for me um I remember last year I think it was around this time last year when there was maybe like 10 games in the year and the Phoenix Suns were actually doing really good and Monty Williams is getting a lot of hype for coach of the year. And then what happened in the bubble was ridiculous. He coached him to an eight, no record, not good enough for, for the, for the playing tournament, but still that literally he won eight straight playoff games, eight straight game sevens. That's what he did. Um, I think that, I think Phoenix, they're always going to take a big jump from last year with Chris Paul. I think that he'll work well with Chris Paul. And if Devin Booker can take a big jump, I think that um, whoever's deciding this, they're going to look at Monty Williams as a clear contender I got Monty Williams up there, Eric Spolstra as well, and you got to go Mike Budden, Hoser of the Milwaukee Bucks. He's always he's always in the conversation. I love the pick of Monty Williams because I haven't seen much about him. Uh, he had one speech that I saw on Instagram after the team won eight zero, and he was basically telling them that they like put it all out there and stuff right after going eight zero. They didn't know yet if they were going to get that play in spot, and he was just like hyping his guys up so much. And now I'm all in on his personality yeah. in the locker room. Like he's just got the talent now. Finally, right. I'm happy finally got gonna be good, given man. like enough talent. I'm, so happy I'm happy too. I'm so, I'm so excited. I want to see if they can be, they should, there's no excuses for them not to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Like they just shouldn't even they potentially shouldn't even be in the play and they should be in contention for like a six seed or five seed. And if they make the playoffs, who knows, they could beat any team they face in front of them. They just got that yeah. kind of, Swagger. They got Devin Booker who can outscore anyone CP3, in the NBA. And he's got confidence like no one. And CB3's clutch as hell. We saw what they did against Houston. They took him to seven. They were right yeah. there. And I think Devin Booker, man, he's he's going to take that team the over thing the top is, like, this year. He should be in the I like MVP what Phoenix race, is too. doing here. Like, they got Chris Paul. I mean, he's, get, he's getting up there in age. But if he can give them 90%, 80% of what he did last year with the Thunder, that's going to be huge. Chris Paul is kind of a short-term solution. They don't expect to win a championship with Chris Paul, but I think the main reason why they got Chris Paul is to get Devin Booker some playoff time and just keep Devin Booker happy for a little bit while they go out and maybe find another superstar that they can bring in there with Devin Booker because he's kind of he's kind of the prized possession right now for the Phoenix Suns. He's sort of like the you go back to the back to the mid two thousands. He's kind of like the Steve Nash or the Amari Stoudemire. I mean, he's that guy for the Suns. Now you got to find someone to pair with him, and Chris Paul he'll be he'll be good enough to give. Devin Booker some playoff experience which we haven't seen him have any of yet 
I think that they're really praying that DeAndre turns out to become a superstar yeah. next to him and become like at least an all-star caliber player. Like you said, definitely a temporary solution having Chris Paul there. Get him playoff reps. Keep him happy. That's what they have to do. Just please keep him happy. I don't want to see him anywhere else, personally. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like Phoenix. Phoenix. I like him there. I, I just think he's just such a great player, too. I think it's his time, finally. He's been in the league a while yeah. now, actually, surprisingly, considering how young been, he is. Yeah, it feels so. like he's been in the league for so long, but he's still, like, 23 years old or 22 years old. Yeah, for sure. I think he's going to be... Uh, do you think he's like a low key dark horse MVP ca- candidate if they end up making like a top three like seed? Or is that like crazy? Trey Young more, where like he just puts up ridiculous stats, um, but it's more just the fact that he's got no other competition to to put up those stats in front of. You know what I mean? Like the way Trey Young last year, he was just putting up like thirty a night, but that's because he had no one else on his team. I think to, to at least to score and Devin Booker this year, I think he'll. He's going to put up crazy stats, but I just don't think that he'll be – he's not quite on that like that MVP level yet, I don't think. All right, let's move on to the last word we got on the list here. Most improved player. Um, I know you have an interesting pick, so why don't you start this <laughs> it's off? my guy, man, Davis Bertans. He's let me down in all my other predictions. I thought he won the three-point contest <laughs> last year. He didn't. Um, he was close, though. But he, he had a break – she, he had a he had a really good year. He kind of had his breakout year last. Year. He, had, he had an MIP caliber year last year. He did. Like, he went from eight points per game to fifteen. Like now, what is he gonna have to do? go up to twenty three? Like <laughs> I think they could be Jesus. So this Washington is gonna be really good then. If he is averaging twenty, the thing team, with what they might they might the win. Thing with Bertons, man, bro. <laughs> Trust the thing with Bertans is Washington really likes him. That's the biggest difference between and he's coming off the bench too. He's a dark horse win six man of the year, low key. Maybe not. Um, but mm-hmm. the thing in San Antonio is that he wasn't really used that much. The minute you put him in Washington, they really like him. They like Davis Bertans. He played almost thirty a night, thirty minutes a night. Um, and yeah, I think that he can. He, he's the way he shoots the basketball, bro. Is it's it's stupid. Forty two percent from three on eight attempts a game. That's 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 not normal. I'm looking at the stats right now, and it's actually it's crazy and. You look at last season, right? San Antonio, he he's shooting forty two percent, basically forty three percent on four attempts. You give him <laughs> twice as many, literally twice as many. He's shooting point zero five, like point five percent less. Yeah, right. He's shooting forty two point four percent. Give him sixteen. Give him seventeen point four three point attempts a game. He'll shoot forty one percent from three, and he will average. I don't know what he would average, but he would average a lot. He'd average thirty I, a game straight up. If you give him, if you give him the chance, I'm sure you would hit it, all of them. Too. I'm sure you'd hit them at the he's same. He's gonna clip. start getting a lot of hype this year. I think, sort of like how Clay Thompson got a lot, a lot of hype in that he just would go on crazy shooting streaks. Clay Thompson would just like randomly score twenty five and a quarter. You, I don't, I don't think Bertrand's would score twenty five and a quarter, but he'll just maybe just knock down like eight threes or something and a half, and just go viral for for 24 hours. I could see Bertans getting a lot of hype this year and especially around most improved player of the year cuz no one no one's ever heard of Davis Bertans. Who the fuck is that? But I think next year he'll get a lot of hype. More people <laughs> he will definitely yeah. get a ton of hype. He'll just get his respect and this team's going to be on people's radars when you add Westbrook to it. I know I'm going to watch that Washington They're team. Fun, man. Like, I'm yeah. excited to watch them. And you got Bertans, you got Rui, you got Thomas Bryant, underrated, good, another yeah, underrated yeah. guy too. He's a very solid center, a good fantasy pickup too for anyone who's into fantasy. Who else rounds at your top three though? Obviously, you have Bertans number one. Who else did you think about? Lonzo Ball and Laurie Markkinen. They're up there for me. I had Jamal. I like the pick of Lonzo. Jamal. Thing with Jamal Murray is like I think he did like he did all of his improving in the playoffs. We like we we know it almost doesn't count, bro, because we know Jamal Murray is going to be. He's just going to go off next year. And it won't really feel like a most improved yeah. player of the year award because, I mean, last year he put up, what, 18, 18 a game. This year he'll probably put up 25, 26 a game. Like, it's a big jump, but, like, we saw what he did in the bubble. We've already we, – we know he's that good already. You know what I mean? That's a great point. And I end up going with him because I think we're going to see a huge statistical jump. Like you said, I don't think 25, 26, but I do think he'll end up being, like, a 23-plus – point per game guy and I think that jump from a really solid point guard to probably in the all-star conversation will be enough 
for him to win MIP. And he's going to be – this team just has all the hype now, and they have all – everyone's yeah. eyes are on them. And Jamal's got to be better if they want to move to the next level. They need two superstars. They don't just need Jokic. They need another. And Jamal was a superstar last Bro, playoffs, year in the playoffs. He was definitely – he outplayed Paul George by far, and yeah. that's why they beat them. At the end of the day, they've had the better two players out of the top they, four. He, he played, and so, can he continue he that this Kawhi year? Leonard, bro, down the stretch. So. He, 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 he down was, the stretch, he did, I think sure. the, his most most impressive though was that was what he, was what him and Donovan Mitchell did in that Utah in that Utah series, the the Denver Utah series. That he's was one so of those. Crazy. He's one of those high confidence guys where he just doesn't give a shit about yeah. anyone and will try and kill you. He's just like Devin Booker in that way too, and that's why I think these two guys are both going to take a step next year. As you said, Lowry Markkinen. I picked him to win MIP two years two ago, years actually. Ago. When I first started this podcast, yeah, I picked him to win MIP. He got injured, and that was it. So I don't trust I think Lowry Markkinen. The, the, the thing he, with the most improved player, it's always some random person that you just don't expect. You know what I mean? It's like, one year, it was just straight up. No one expected it. It was just yeah. He just became. <laughs> there was hype right before the season. I remember in the preseason, like before the preseason, people were like saying like he was showing up to pick games. People were like, yeah. he's good. He's really good. And then he went from like eight points per game to like 16. And then he went from 16 to 23 now. And he's going to be better next year too. Like, I think he's going to be a better player than obviously we saw what happened in the playoffs with him. Um, Another guy, we don't have to talk about that. Rapid fans (laughs) don't want to hear that. But uh, Lonzo's a good pick because he's underrated now. He's underrated as hell. People think he's garbage. He's not. He's just young and he's learning. And he shot really well from three last year. If I'm not mistaken, he shot like high 30%. From three, like I'll have to look into that to make sure, but I think he's a good, an interesting guy too. And then also another guy is Tyler Hero. We saw what he was doing in the playoffs. He's got, the he's hype, got bro. Some, that crazy confidence too. He just reminds me so much of Devin Booker. Yeah. He's got the hype. Um, I think he can also be a guy who takes a big step and maybe he'll get a bigger role. Like Duncan Robinson's a great fit there. Obviously, they lost Kendrick Nunn and they got Dragic there, but I feel like Dragic is a six man. I think maybe the reigns are getting given to bro, Tyler get- Hero to start. As the starting point, I, think I don't know for sure. Dragic That's be, just what I think. Dragic should be starting in the playoffs. The playoffs yeah. for sure, hundred percent. The Lonzo shot thirty-seven point five percent. That's pretty good. Just, That's actually just really good. Yeah. That's very solid on a solid number per per game. He took he averaged six attempts per game. Yeah, which is a lot actually. So he's a solid three-point shooter, and you know people knock that as one of his like worst qualities, but he's actually a really Solid player, like 12, 7 assists and 6 rebounds. Like, he's actually a really good player. Like, straight up, he's a mini version of, like... You just got a lot ben of hate. Simmons, I guess. Got a he's lot just of not... Dad. He just gets a lot of hate. He just gets a lot of hate. I think he's... I think he's solid. Like, he's going to have a good year next yeah. year. He just got to stay healthy. That's all he's got to do, which... Who knows that's, if he yeah, will, but... Amazing. But, yeah, I'm going with Jamal Murray. I think he's maybe... Maybe, like you said, though, what he did in the playoffs is going to... Um, it's just foreshadowing, and maybe it's kind of yeah, a cheap I mean, pick, it's, but... it's a good pick, obviously, because it's within the rules, right? But it's weird because he's yeah. like right now he's a star in, in the NBA, and at least in my opinion, I think he's a star in the NBA. Like, normally, when it's most improved, it's like Giannis Antetokounmpo was he was literally no one. He was trash before he won Most Improved Player of the Year award winner. Like he was just a skinny kid from Greece who no one really put up like four points a game in, in some town called Milwaukee. That's it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he goes crazy. Like, it's guys, like, you don't really know a lot about. Um, I guess, like, guys like Kevin Love, Paul George, they were pretty good, I guess, before they won Most Improved Player of the Year award. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Jamal Murray at this point, he's kind of, I think he, at this point in time, he looks like a guaranteed winner almost because we know that he's way better than his stats showed last year. What about Jeremy Grant? He's going to be getting a bigger role. He might be their low-key, like, yeah. top three option, depending if, like, Blake Griffin's healthy and Derrick Rose and, like, whatever they do with those I guys. Who Grant, knows if they end up Lou Dort a bunch as well. Um, he got a lot of hype in the playoffs for strapping up James Harden. But he's he's, a, he's actually a pretty good basketball player. And Luke Kennard on the Clippers. And I have Kyle Kuzma as well as a dark horse. Kennard and, Kennard and Kuzma are my dark horses. Honestly, this uh, I'm looking at this Pistons roster and how many players do you think they have on the roster who are six foot eight on the pit? Taller? I guess Blake Griffin <laughs> on the Pistons roster. Is Tristan, no, not Tristan Thompson. I don't know, like <laughs> like four or five. They got twelve. Whoa. Dwayne Dedman is seven feet tall. Mason Plumley. They added Jalil Okafor, John Henson, Blake Griffin. 
a couple other no-name guys like Isaiah Stewart. I Bro, think they drafted him maybe. A couple other guys. No, they got a lot of tall ass players. Like, I'm just saying, like, I, like, is Jeremy Grant gonna be able to play with? Like, he's gonna have to play point guard. He's six like foot eight. He's gonna have to play point guard because he's got Josh Jackson too. He's like a tall guy too. And Blake Griffin. Like, all these guys are tall as hell. Like, Jaleel Okafor is a center. Mason Plumlee is a center. Dwayne Dem is a center. Blake Griffin's kind of a center. He's like six foot ten. Like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck is up with this team? I don't know what. I just look at the roster. I remember. Uh, seeing this picture on Instagram, it was like a picture of Dwayne Casey like going crazy, yeah. like pissed off. <laughs> it just showed like the starting lineup of like Jeremy Grant playing point guard and Blake Griffin playing shooting guard, and then it was like Dwayne Dedman playing center, Jaleel Okafor playing like power forward, and another one of their tall ass guys that they signed playing small forward. It just killed me. I was like, oh my god, this team, what are they doing? Right? Man, that, I don't that, know. that actually reminds me of like the most savage thing I think I've ever seen when the Toronto Raptors fired the coach of the year. And they literally fired Dwayne Casey after winning coach of the year. That's some savage shit. So it was savage, savage, but it was because of That's what happened why in so the playoffs, sick. right? Dwayne Casey, um, the thing that turned the tide was the Raptors were down 2 nothing. Do you remember that LeBron yeah, floated over from OG the OG to, the to win that game? <laughs> exactly, yeah. he. Uh, that was the moment where he was basically fired because he didn't double-team LeBron. You got to double-team yeah. LeBron. Have you seen anyone next to him hit like a game winning shot? That team was so bad. Knowing that the Cavs Raptors, team was though, so trash. Too. Would hit it, but that Cavs team was so bad. You give it the Celtics, like Tristan Thompson, the corner the, of the three. Literally, like, are you kidding? Like the Celtics <laughs> took him seven games and had him on the ropes twice. The Pacers as well. The, the Pacers, Pacers took him seven games. The Raptors the should have taken them seven games. The Raptors should have. They, <laughs> they were the number one seed. They had fifty nine wins. They were a good team. Like I don't no, know. Maybe you I'm just like pissed off as you know Raptors fan, but. But they should have taken. They should not have got swept by LeBron. Plus, who's their second best player? Kevin like, Love. I, think I don't even remember who's on that team. It was a yeah, Kevin Love. Kevin Love. But who else though? But like, who else? Yeah, who else? Did they have like J.R. Smith. Maybe it was like their third best. Tristan Thompson. He's pretty good. Like they got. They, a, were, they were pretty bad. That was the year that gold that Houston should have won the championship because the, the the Chris Paul. That was the year Houston should have won. There's no was, way. There's no that way was the peak right that there. Team, that was yeah. the peak of Golden State's powers and. That was the peak of um, yeah. Houston. They, that There's year, man, I remember left. that playoff that was series. That was probably one of, the best. one of the best. Even the 2018 one was great, too, where they were down 2 nothing. They It looked like it was over for them. They came back 2-2, two, two, yeah. and then Katie gets injured, and then they choked it. Yeah, unfortunately, they choked I was it. Kind, but, I was kind of underwhelmed, yeah. I think, by the 2020 playoffs. Like, I thought that – I mean, the Miami – I was, too. No the, fans kind of The thing sucks. is, like, Miami just did – were too good. I mean that that Celtics Raptors series was a but Miami dominated the Bucks and then beat the Celtics in six games. They're up three one. Yeah, pretty. Handy. And then once the yeah, Lakers, I mean the once the Clippers were gone, there's no doubt in my mind that the, that the Lakers are just going to win. I think the best series is honestly, I guess like the 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 Celtics one was pretty hype with the Raptors, but the the Jazz the first round was pretty hype in the West. The Jazz series with. Um, with Denver, Jazz Nuggets was a great Three series. Yeah, that was a Mike Conley yeah. had a chance to win that Imagine, series. Imagine, bro. And, and Donovan Mitchell was wide open. Donovan Mitchell, what about him? He's like, I love Donovan Mitchell too. He just had like one of the best playoff series of his career. He yeah. had 50 points in a game. I swear he, he had led 50 the, in that first game. He, he led the playoffs this in points up, per game. He only played seven games, but he led the. You know, it was 30. You know what he averaged? I just made his post for like my top 50. Holy yeah. shit. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. You got that now in the top 50. He's yeah, uh, him and Devin Booker. That, that and, series, man. Yeah, that series was oh, fire plus Fire people going by my house. But yeah, like him and Booker and Mitchell, they're kind of the – like they're so similar, I think, in just their ability to score. And yeah, I mean, I think they're both going to take a big step this year. They're they're coming on. They're, they're kind of like the next, the next wave of superstars. Like guys like LeBron, KD – They've been around for a long time now, CP3. Uh, I think that these this this is the future of the NBA for sure. There's a lot of good players in the future. We haven't even talked about Zion yeah. in this whole thing. He could be the best, potentially. I would Luka, pick, like, the, M- the NBA has a bro, sw- amazing, I would, I would amazing future, man. Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson to be most improved player of the year if he – didn't play so well in the games that he played this year. Like, when he wasn't hurt, he he was – he was yeah, why so do you have to good, average bro. like twenty three points like, per game? That, like I don't get what people <laughs> they think. Like I guess like the one thing that's that would make someone say that John Morant's better than Zion Williamson is just the injury situation, which is very valid. 
But if Zion Williamson loses some weight, um, and I guess I'm not supposed to body shame, but if Zion Williamson gets less fat, I mean, he he's already a, just an absolute dominant force. But if he can stay healthy, he's like he had a lot of hype for a reason, man. That guy, he had a he was getting compared to LeBron James for a reason. I don't think he he ever will be LeBron, but he could he can be that guy. He can he can be top five in the NBA in two years. Yeah, he's only 19 last year, yeah. so I think we can give him a break. And I don't know, I just like what he brings to the table in terms of he's now getting the keys to this team. They got rid of Drew Holiday. Him and Brandon Ingram could be yeah. an insane duo in the NBA for a long time. And then they got Lonzo, like you said. He can be – I know he can be better. So this team, I don't know, they can, they can be very interesting. I got a, a quick quiz right. question for you. And and this is like completely random, so I don't expect you to get it right. How old is Derek Favors? He was on the. He's that guy who's he's on the Jazz, right? Or used to be. Yeah, he was on the Jazz, and then I think yeah, he's I feel back like he's older than he is. This year. He looks older than he is. I would say maybe like twenty nine. Bro, no, Dad. Did not. you look it up? Twenty nine. He's twenty nine. He's one of those guys. That, like I swear, I heard Derek Favors, and I like I was like, he's still in the league. Yeah, I thought he was like thirty five. <laughs> And I looked up, I was like, what? I was like, he's 29? Yeah, no, I'm, li- I'm literally just Are looking at Zion Williamson's stats right now. <laughs> and the last most improved player of the year award winners. That's it. But yeah, like Derek Favors. You literally just searched up Zion Williamson. Thick. Zion Williamson, or no, uh, Derek Favors, he brought a lot of energy to, to Utah. I, I love watching the Utah Jazz playoff games with all the crowd, with the crowds there, man. Like those, those series they would have against the Rockets were fucking hype. That's an interesting question too. Is did the no fans affect the results? I don't think the I think the winner was valid, but I think the East would have been different yeah, this, if if there was a home crowd. I think the Raptors would have won that game yeah. seven at home, but maybe they would have won that game six in. No, nah, they wouldn't have. Right? Like they maybe wouldn't have gone down differently to begin with. I don't think. It's... No, no. I think I think it would end up being Raptors in seven because they took them yeah. seven with no fans. So that means it would have went seven with fans, and then they had home court advantage. So. In my mind, they would have won that series. And I also think Milwaukee would have been way more competitive. They also wouldn't have gone down 2 nothing. No. They wouldn't have gone down 3 nothing. let's be real. They could have probably been like with, 2 And I still hate that one play that happened yeah, call, in game yeah. 2. The, a lot to do with that, though, was yeah. uh, Giannis got hurt, didn't he? Now kind of – like he played in some of those games. I think he got he, hurt in game – Yeah, he, did, yeah. He, 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 we, he had yeah. an absolute stinker in that playoff series, though. Yeah. Well, now they added uh, Drew Holiday. It only took 17 picks, but they got him. So at least they can uh, they can be a, a little more interesting this year. They were interesting last year, but this year I think they're yeah, even they're, better. They're still a top tier contender.